Buongiorno, my friends. Welcome to the Tennis Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Luca, and today I have a really great guest. Uh, I have an interview with Jens from stringforum.net. Jens is based in Germany, and he's the founder of the website. Um, his website is amazing. I use it, I, I've been using it for many years. Uh, any info on strings, stringing machines, rackets, and so on, it has a forum, discussions, interviews. It's the best site to get all your info and to find out more about um, materials and string setups and so on. He obviously has a huge knowledge in this um, sector, and we had a great discussion, uh, not only about strings, but uh, he also we also chatted about his personal life and did the quick quiz uh, that you'll find in part two towards the end of the interview. So, yeah, I hope you really enjoy it. It's worth listening to. And, um, you know, we had so much to talk about. I think I will need another two or three episodes. Um, and if you have any questions, uh, please send me an email or go on Twitter, Gianluca Sola, G-L-U-C-A. And also, uh, I encourage you to go to stringforum.net. It's got an English version and it's got a um, German also uh, website. Um, yeah, full of information. So sit back and enjoy. Ciao, ciao. Hello, Jens. Hi, Luca. Oh, hi. Uh, can you hear me well? Yes, I can hear you quite well. Ah, uh, fantastic. Uh, Jens, thanks a lot for um, coming on my podcast. Uh, yeah, how are you doing today? Oh, today, yeah, it's a, it's a nice day. I'm doing fine. Um, sunny, sunny day. And the Great. day just, just started so far. I'm feeling nice. How about you? Yeah, no, good. I, I've, I own a, a pizzeria, so I'm, I'm inside my office here. And um, so we might get a few interruptions. Don't, don't worry about that. Um, and a few fridges and noises. But um, also here is a, a fantastic day. We are in winter, beginning of winter in Cape Town, but it's a, it's a beautiful day today. Yeah, um, the reason I wanted to speak to you basically is uh, I often uh, make use of your website. Uh, you're the founder of stringforum.net, and uh, it's a great website. I look at it often, and um, I also I play myself, and I've, I've got kids who play, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and... Um, one of the main reasons, I'll be honest, is that I play with a lot of friends my age. We're sort of late 40s. And um, at this age, when you play matches, you kind of try and want to have as many advantages as possible. And we always think that by changing strings and rackets, we, we're going to suddenly find something amazing that we, we will help us to beat everyone. And, and, you know, the truth is, obviously, we all know that it's got really mostly got to do with our technique and that we can't move anymore. But we, we're still convinced that we will find a, a nice string or, or, or racket that will help us. So um, 
So, so we're in that situation. So I use your website often to look at what's going on with strings and, um, and, um, and so on. But on a more serious note, uh, you, you are the founder of stringforum.net. Um, it's a platform for tennis players and stringers who string their own rackets and want to share their experiences with other players and stringers. Uh, you offer a lot of information about tennis strings, string machines, and racket stringing. Uh, you have interviews, user polls, reports, and it makes this site uh, a valuable, very valuable place for anybody who's in tennis. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, uh, can you maybe just... Uh, Talk, tell us a bit about yourself, how you started the website, what you got you into tennis in the first place, a, a little brief uh, background. Sure, thanks, uh, Luca, for the introduction. Yeah, I, I mean, for, for myself, uh, I founded the website actually almost 25 years ago, so in, end, of the, end of the 90s, when the internet was still, let's say, in its infancy, um, I studied biology um, and um, had the chance to create a small web page yeah, with um, some kilobytes of, um, of web space, so to say. Um, I was thinking about what, yeah, what I could bring up um, to the internet. And okay. actually, at the same time, I was um, an active tennis player. Um, even before that, um, I was I was starting uh, to look into tennis equipment and especially strings. Um, there was one key event uh, in my tennis life that um, yeah made me uh, do this this, this okay. step because I was I was really uh, I was really angry on on uh, my local tennis shop. Um, because I, 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 like, like, like most people, I, I used to take my rackets to the, to the tennis shop to get them yeah. strung. And, uh, one day, um, I brought my racket there and I wanted to say something to the lady that, um, that took my racket and say, okay, I want these strings. And the yeah. answer was just, the answer was, uh, we we will take care of it don't don't worry yeah so okay. so they didn't even let me choose the strings and the tension um and and yeah waited me to yeah to approach my my daddy and say hey um let's get a stringing machine okay so so i could string the rackets myself and then the next uh, the next thing was that the stringing machine uh, was really Back then, yeah, not the most ex uh, expensive one. It, it didn't come with a, a nice um, manual and uh, not even with any stringing instructions. And since it was in, in the 90s, there also was no information available on the web. Today, you just go on YouTube yeah. and, and, and you learn by, by, by the videos how to string. That was not possible or, back then. So I, Or on your I website. Uh, sorry. Also, your website, you give, uh, I noticed, uh, you have the patterns and slides, let's put it that way, on how to string all the different rackets. 
Yes, exactly. So that, that yep. was the, the first thing that I then, so after this frustration, yeah, so no information available, I had to learn any, everything on my own. Um, of course, I also spoke to other people um, to exchange information to, to my, my friends that, that were in the tennis club and so on. Uh, and I, I learned uh, the hard way. And um, the, um, the first thing that I, um, that I did actually when I was able to um, put something on the internet was to provide this um, stringing guide for other people. Uh, today it may seem a bit um, a bit outdated, um, yeah. but that's that's fine. Yeah. So for for me this this was the starting point, and then um, I added some more um, yeah of my experiences yeah that uh, that I that I made uh, during during my journey um, through the um, uh, the different testing of strings and so on that because once I had the stringing machine I was just testing uh, a lot of different strings and okay. um, yeah that's were, were you quite a good good player were you quite a good tennis player would you say <laughs> would you... <laughs> I, no I, I wouldn't I wouldn't really say um, no that I'm, let's, let's say a, a low level competition competition player um but never okay. got to the point of winning any tournament and so on so that was not the case so um, you were, you were just passionate about tennis and, and strings ab- yeah yes absolutely yeah so yeah. um yeah so that's how it started and then i mean uh, in the beginning of the of the internet it was just you know um for for most of people it was read only yeah, you, 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 there was no thing mm. like social media and and, and no communities. But um, but yeah. from the emails I received um, every day, I noticed that there is potential of fostering the exchange of experience among the different uh, uh, equipment enthusiasts. I would call them. Yeah. <laughs> so um, okay. so I I enabled more and more features. Um, on, on my website um, to um, also have a possibility for people to post their own experience and share them with the rest of the world. Um, yeah. In the beginning, it was really um, technologically primitive. Um, I, I received all of the um, submissions by email, then had to manually put them uh, into HTML to put them on the web. Um, and uh, throughout the years, um, this is just, yeah, basically have been always my, my, my hobby. Um, I improve the website so that it gets a bit more automatic um, and easier yeah. for me. Um, what I'm still doing actually is, um, so there's a, there's a German site and um, an international site. Yeah? The international yeah. one is stringforum.net. There's a German version. And what I'm doing is um, because... German people um, are, of course, um, posting their experiences in German. I'm translating those from the from the beginning. Oh, okay. I, I was translating between uh, English and German, so that um, reviews from US, uh, from Australia, wherever, yeah, um, they were um, yeah. also uh, visible for the for the German users and and vice versa. Do you also have a, a Dutch uh, version, or is did I see that? Yes, that's no. The, the Dutch version uh, um, is, is is something special. Um, 
because it's uh, just okay. yeah, um, uh, static static content plus the discussion board. Yeah? So there's a there's a okay. there's a specific section on the discussion board where uh, Dutch people can exchange in their own uh, language. Okay. Um, okay. And it, it's yeah. yeah I, I just wanted to say it's it's an excellent uh, setup because. Um, for someone, you know, he, he can just go on your um, on, on on your website and on the forum, and uh, it tells you who's reviewing the string, uh, the nationality, um, sort of what type of player he is, what surface he plays on, what racket he uses. I mean, it's a very very in depth um, um, analysis of of the string he's using. You know, what balls he played with, the tension. What's the string, the conditions X, and then he gives. Obviously, you can give your uh, review. Uh, what's the ten what's the tension stability? The um, how does it feel? Um, uh, the power, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, I just find it uh, very well well set up and very useful tool. Um, so, yeah, no, thanks for for giving us that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm happy to hear that um, it's it's useful. Um, yeah, I'm I'm just yeah. trying to to gather as much information as possible because what we are talking about is um, is, is player reviews of of um, of strings, and um, of course it's it's quite um, dependent on a lot of parameters. Yeah, so what what the impression yeah. of the of the player is because um, if you're using old balls used, yeah, like balls that are uh, have almost no pressure anymore or um you you may attribute that to the strings um or um if you play in in, in hot conditions uh, versus um, the next day it's rather cold um you yeah. you could you could then tend to also blame it on the strings but um so it's it's very hard mm. to to have um yeah all of the testers um, really stick to the same uh, environments or conditions. Yeah, of course, if everyone used the same balls and the same uh, yeah. same temperature and same rackets, it would be more easy. But yeah. um, now this is exactly. this is a very important yeah. fact. And and um, actually, um, you mentioned before um, the, um, the the psychological effect. Um, it, it's very important yeah. because in the end, your equipment gives you. Um, it gives you confidence, um, and mm -hmm. and if you feel confident, you're more more successful in the end. So the yeah. um, the goal is to have um, a look into how people perceive um, the strings and the strings performance. It's not more because yeah. on the other hand, you can do um, technical measurements, yeah, physical measurements yeah. on the strings, um, and and then. That's fine. I'm. I'm. I'm not. Um, um, actually, I'm a big fan of of that because it's really the most objective way how you can evaluate mm. um, material. Yes. But on the other hand, what's important is also how the strings behave when they are strung in the racket uh, on the court. Um, players yeah. um, hitting with spin or hitting flat, um, all that taking into mm. account, and then uh, gathering a lot of. Um, different opinions can give you some yeah. trend at least yeah um that's right some differences between uh, strings that are more durable than others or that provide mm. 
more power that, than than others yeah. and so on. Yeah. Yeah, no, fantastic. I mean, I, I think what you're saying, and, and I agree completely with what you say, is uh, it, it's such a, well, two things. One, people, sort of your average maybe player might think strings are just strings and it's just about the tension and so on. And the other thing is that tennis is such an individual sport that there's so many elements to take into consideration. So, I mean, it's a subject, um, strings, that... It, it touches so many points and you can there's so many topics to talk about uh it's not as easy as just saying well this string is made out of this and you put this tension and it, it will give you this but um just going back uh for your average listener um strings would it be correct to say you've got two groups you've got natural gut and you've got synthetic strings and in the synthetic strings the most common is probably your polyester, your poly. Um, then you've got, you know, monofilament and multifilament, which is made out of many strings. Uh, you've got your textured strings, and then you've got maybe some other more um, less used strings like your titanium. Would would that be correct, more or less? Yeah, yeah, that's that's quite nice, uh, nicely put. Um, so for me, the of course, the biggest difference um, is between natural gut and synthetic. That's correct. Um, and even today, um, still no string, no synthetic string can, can match the, the liveliness and the resilience of a natural gut string. That's, that's for sure. Why, why is that? With all the technology we have, why <laughs> yeah. can't they replicate that? Yeah, it's um, it's a biological project and um, product in the end. Yeah, so um, um, I mean, the mm. you you can you can always produce something that resembles um, natural gut, but you cannot uh, produce it from the same material. And um, okay. the synthetic materials, that's basically plastic, as you may call it. Um, it's yeah. um, it it has some disadvantages, yeah, because it's um there's always some some permanent stretch, uh, very little. But it, all, every time you stretch the string, there's a little bit of permanent stretch, so it gets longer mm. and longer over time. It okay. doesn't completely, um, you know, go back into its original state after being well, stretched. Yeah. Um, so that's a, that's the that's a common disadvantage of the synthetic strings and and then um there's different materials and there's different constructions um you you, okay. you mentioned you mentioned um uh, polys yeah so po poly is basically polyester is a is a material um and you yeah. can you can do um either uh, monofilaments with this which is uh, the most common construction these days it's just one strand yeah. of um, of that material and multifilaments consist of uh, uh, many. Um, there's no definition how many there should be, yeah? but many uh, okay. filaments of um, of, a diff of different materials that can be combined into one string. Yeah? Also, here nylon, for okay. example, being being one of the most commonly used materials. But um, th there's there's um, a lot of engineering in in these kinds of um, of strings. With all the different constructions, so um, one yeah. of the things that I found fascinating is once um, I, 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 I bought a, a microscope, and I uh, yes. 
I produced cross-section photographs of, um, of tennis strings. And basically, you could look inside how the string was. was I think I, sorry, I think I saw that. Do you have them on your website as well? Yes, it's, some pictures it's of the, that. It's in yeah. the string gallery. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. So, so there you can you can really see how how different um, yeah, strings can be constructed and and even monofilaments. Um, I mean, they're, in the beginning they were all round. Um, I think. Yeah. Maybe Kirschbaum was the first company to provide a rough version of a mm. monofilament, and then um, this has evolved um, to uh, right now. I think more polyester strings are shaped than round. Um, yeah. It's it's amazing. So you have all different kinds of shapes. Um, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. pentagonal to, 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 to get the, the the most of it is. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is shaped so apparently they they grip the ball better and produce more spin. Yeah, that's the let's say yeah that's the intended um, effect of that shaping. It could also be um, a marketing effect um, because I mean mm. if you if you look deeper into that, um, the thing is that spin does not really only come from the strings grabbing the ball. Um, the strings yeah. also have to be able to slide back into their original position, which is called the snapback yeah. effect, and yeah. um, and so that the strings surface um, is actually an even maybe even more important than the strings shape that yeah makes the the, the strings grip the ball a bit better. Uh, okay. Yeah, no. Well, there's so much to talk about. Um, but, and then obviously there's the diameter of the string. Uh, some are thicker, some are thinner. Then there is the tension, which is a whole other topic as well. Uh, you know, more more tension, less tension. I mean, we could go into that as well. Um, well, to put it very quickly, the diameter of a string usually, let's say that the thinner. Um, the more um, the, the the more maybe spin you generate, and the more um, uh, um, it's more elastic maybe, and the thicker it, it's more compact, and maybe it's better for control. I don't know. Would you think? Would you agree with that, or what? What would you say? So um, normally, um, thinner strings, as you put it. Um, are perceived to to bite the ball better, so to be able to mm -hmm. produce more spin. Of course, the thinner also means the the less durability you can expect from the from the strings. Yes. Um, one, I think, one common misperception is that that thinner strings are more comfortable, which is actually not the case. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually that okay. thicker strings typically are perceived as more comfortable because. Um, there's let's say there's more material that can stretch and and actually buffer uh, the the, okay. the shock. Um, so yeah. so it's um, it's not it's not that um, easy to yeah to to say um, yeah mm. it's always the case that thinner strings and thicker strings have different properties. It's also dependent on the material. Um, if you have very mm. stiff material, then it may be better to use a, a thinner string but um yeah so you cannot say it in general 
Um, I've got a whole lot of questions, uh, Jens. Uh, one other thing is, would you say, I mean, what's your opinion? Would you say that strings and, and string setup today is more important probably than what racket you play with, or at least just as important? I would, I would rate it as just as important. I would not say strings are more important because um, also in the world of rackets, there are huge differences starting with the weight, the swing yeah. weight, the head size. And um, so the, I mean, the, the quest that that I was actually on is, um, was more on the string side, but I also tried different frames um, in my mm. tennis life um, to find out that actually the, yeah, the, the weight is um, something that many people are not choosing properly uh, depending on their mm. uh, player level so um, yes that's that's quite important yeah. and so I would say 50 50 okay um, I'm, I'm just gonna throw you a lot of questions I know I'm trying to cram it but you know I, I think I could probably talk to you hours but what 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 is the most popular sold string do you know the most popular one uh, worldwide. Um, it's, yeah. Um, it, it's funny. Um, no, I, I really don't know it actually, um, okay. because because it's um, uh, it's a very global question. So um, I, I know yeah. from from earlier days um, that the simple strings um, are typically. Is selling the most so um, in the beginning of the uh, zero uh, years it was uh, the the prince tournament nylon um, which was just a very uh, common um, nylon with a single wrap uh, string mm. many people may may still know it um, yeah now I think it shifted to to police um, and um, okay. Yeah, there's uh, so, so much variety. I'm, I'm really not sure how um, how they are selling globally. Yeah. And um, how can you tell, what would you look at to see if a strainer has done a good job? A good question, actually. So if you, if you uh, get your um, racket back from the stringer, um, I mean, first um, thing that you could look at would be if there are any weaving mistakes uh, you would see it by holding the racket um, so that, that, you, that you can look at the plane of the of the um, string bed um, to spot okay. um, weaving mistakes but um, I think more important is um, is the knots yeah so so the mm -hmm. um, the security of the knots um, are they tied um, are they um, uh, leaning? towards the grommets mm. and so on it's um um yeah as a general in, tip if you if you find um yeah. knots that are not that yeah that are loose um it's not a good sign um of the professionality of yeah. the of the tennis um record stringer and um yeah other than that you cannot really um control if the tension is right yeah so um, it, it, it doesn't matter if you bring your 
racket to mm. the same stringer all the time because you will get let's say okay. if you say I, I need 25 kilograms um, then yeah. uh, it may be in real uh, real uh, it will be 22 but it doesn't okay. doesn't matter because it's always the same for you and um, but yeah. once you are going yeah. to a different stringer you may get a different result so there's mm. one there's one thing sorry for the long answer for the the, the simple no, question no. but um yeah. th there's one thing you can do um, if you want to really be um be um yeah very strict on on your on your strings uh, what you can yeah. measure is the dynamic tension of the string bed which basically says how much um, pressure is needed to deflect the string bed for one centimeter. Um, so, okay. so um, a typical range, let's say, is in the 30s. Yeah, so so 35 uh, kilogram per per centimeter would be um, would be the unit to measure. And there's um, there's um, some let's say hardware some 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 tools you can use to measure this okay and um, they are quite expensive but there's also an uh, a mobile app um which okay. goes by by frequency not by mechanics oh. but by by frequency of the strings and um uh, it's called racket tune and um, it's it's free so um what you can do is to to measure so you 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 basically you you hit the strings with something like a screwdriver, and it, uh, you you record the sound, um, and if the sound, let's say, is um, is the same, yeah, it's basically every time uh, you take your record from the from the stringer, um, you 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 see at least uh, it's uh, it's the same result as last time or the yeah the constant okay cons consistent job. Okay. Okay, and um, just another thing. Uh, do you? Well, I'm just curious. How how much on average does it cost nowadays in in Germany to string a racket? Honestly, I'm I don't know. <laughs> I haven't, oh, really? I haven't hmm. done that um, for a long time. Um, and actually, I mean, the the places where you can get your rackets strung are really uh, decreasing. Okay. Over time, and yeah, I wouldn't even know okay. where to go. Um, at least in in the in the cities, uh, typically, yeah, there's a few larger sports shops that offer this, mm. but I have no idea mm. how much they charge currently. And what's the difference, and what do you think is better between a, making uh, having two knots or four knots? Um, if you can just explain that briefly. So, um, if, okay, considering that you are using the, the same string and not, let's say, not a hybrid combination, because if you use yeah. two different strings and the mains and it, the crosses, of course, you need it, four knots. Four but, knots, um, yeah. If you use the same string, um, so there, you, you also talk about a one-piece and two-piece stringing, which two-piece two means um, you string the mains, tie tie off the mains, and then... Uh, you string the crosses and, and and tie them off, so you have yeah. um, let's say the tension between mains and crosses um, isolated a bit better because if yeah. you use just one piece, you finish the mains and then 
you uh, you use the 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 end um, that that you still have uh, to 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 string the the crosses without tying a knot. Um, so okay. in the end, I think it doesn't matter a lot, but um, uh, theoretically, the the more professional way would be to isolate the tension to tie off the mains, then and then and then also the crosses separately. So you have four knots. Um, I would say yeah, that's that's the main difference. Okay. And is there a string? Uh, this I'm curious. Is there a string manufacturer that is doing right now very innovative work that is very ahead of its time, or a manufacturer that is really surprising you? Um, is there something we should uh, know or that we should look out for that is going to happen now, soon, or in the future? Oh, very interesting question. I mean, from in terms of manufacturers, there are not. I mean, you, you know, you, what you see is brands, um, yeah. and manufacturers are much less um, um, in the world. So um, there are a few big ones, um, and they produce for for different brands. Um, uh, sorry, are of, they mostly in China? These um, there are some in China, um, Japan. Um, also in Europe, Germany, okay. Italy, um, there are also there's there's one uh, at least in in the U.S. which is Ashaway, and, and they might be making strings for different brands. Am I correct? The same yes, manufacturer. You, you even you even don't know their their names um, because okay. they they they're not they're not visible to the to the, the yeah. public. Um, they're yeah. just um, producing uh, strings um, for the big brands or some small brands. So, so um, in terms of yeah. innovation, um, yeah. um, there used to be, I mean, so the, the Japanese producers, um, Toa or Toa-san, for example, they used to be quite innovative. Um, also Gozen. Mm. Um, yes. But I think... My favorite um, in terms of innovation would would be um, would be ISO Speed from a brand. Um, they they have their own factory in in Austria, and okay. um, they are always like um, really putting a lot of engineering into uh, into their strings and the constructions and also the uh, materials. ISO Speed. Yeah, ISO Speed. Um, that's, okay. I would say, yeah, I haven't seen that many real uh, innovations in strings for the past years, uh, to be honest, uh, on the global perspective. Um, I mean, okay. a lot of different shapes popping up um, for, for monofilaments, um, quite popular are quadratic shapes, okay. um, so four edges. Um, but okay. um, it's it's not. You'd imagine not, those would snap quite quickly. Yeah. Well, um, not not really. But um, okay. They they are so in general shaped strings have one disadvantage is that they, they are more uh, they're a bit stiffer or they feel stiffer than than round strings. Um, but so so a, a real breakthrough, um, I, I haven't I haven't seen. There's there's one material okay. that is really uh, very special. Um, 
and that is yeah um, i wanted to ask you about materials even mm -hmm. in materials yeah uh, sorry continue yeah so so um so I, I mentioned i mentioned nylon i mentioned polyester um these have been there for a long time um and there's there's um yeah also po polyurethane uh, used in multifilaments and so on it's so these are the classic materials and then there's one special one it's 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 rather expensive but it's called Zyex. Um, that's a brand yeah. name. The, the 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 chemical name would be polyether ether ketone, or short peak. Um, so yeah. that's that's a really interesting material for tennis strings because it's re quite resilient. You can you can have monofilaments of it, or multifilaments with um, let's say a couple of of strands. So so if you have not tested. Uh, a Zyx string yet, I would recommend to do it because it's, um, yeah, it's really something in the world of synthetic strings. Um, that's, um, but that can you can you already amazing. buy them? Are, are they already out there? Yes, they have been for also there for a long time. Actually, it's not oh. it's not something it's not something very new, but uh, rather something that you don't see that frequently in tennis strings. Um, one of the producers that has um, specialized uh, on that would be would be Asherway, um, mm. and and also I think Toa or Toalson they have some Zyx strings. Um, as I said, okay. they are they are rather expensive, um, but if you really um, are interested in trying as many different materials as possible then you should not miss that one okay i must try that yeah. and um maybe you can't answer this i don't know but in your opinion if you have to take into consideration the price performance you know ratio the the, the price and the performance of a string what would you say is the best string out there um, also a nice one. Um, let me think. Um, so in general, from, oh, a, yeah. from a um, perspective of the construction and the material uh, as, a, as a class, I would say uh, polys um, in general provide the best price performance ratio just because they can be produced and also sold at a rather low price. Um, and the modern ones, um, they are still, um, yeah, I think, um, acceptable from a user, uh, from a, from a um, playability point of view. Um, to pick one, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Um, I would say um, for those who are interested, you can't say a brand. <laughs> you, you can't. For, for, there's not a brand those, in particular. Yeah, yeah. Um, f but um, I also have a feature on on stringforum.net, which is. Um, to, to be able to look for the strings with the best um, value or the best price to performance ratio um, because mm. because um, from the reviews that are posted there um, and the the price um, that strings are um, that are sold at um, uh, I calculate the um, the ratio and then you can actually sort by that ratio so um, people, um, can find out themselves. Um, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm also curious 
um, to, to okay. check that. I haven't checked that for a while. So um, everyone, I would just suggest everyone can uh, can look, have a look. Yeah, I, yeah, I did look at that. Yeah, you're making me think of other questions here now. But yeah, I, it's good to have you so I can ask you. What, what do you think? I mean, I have one son, uh, 16. He plays with a Yonex E-Zone 98, the blue one, the, the most recent one. And um, he uses the Yonex Poly Tour Pro, uh, the 16L, I think. Do, do you think that's a good good setup? Any any suggestions there? So um, yeah. Also, uh, thanks for the question. Um, I would be able to give you um, an answer if I saw your son playing. Uh, okay. Um, How he plays. Because, okay. Yeah, yeah. that's very, yeah. that's a very yeah. important aspect. It's not just. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah. I actually get this question a lot. A lot. Um, uh, exactly. Yeah, people, yeah, yeah, yeah. People think, what what string is the best fit for a certain frame? But actually, the 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 string and frame need need to fit the player. That's the most important yeah. aspect. Player and, and and probably what surface he plays on, I guess. Maybe also that's into consideration. Um, a yeah. little bit surface. A surface. Bit, yeah. um, you know the difference between surfaces is um, how fast the game is, and um, and yeah. if the if the string is exposed to let's say um, sand or yeah, clay particles. Versus, okay. um, well, yeah. well, he plays very. He plays on 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 fast on on cement on fast surface hard courts, and he plays quite flat, and you know, uh, big serve, big forehand, very little spin, but uh, quite flattish. You know. Okay, and and but strong. Yeah, I know it's a general question. But. <laughs> strong physical condition. Yes, yes, for his okay. age, yes. Yeah. Uh, how old is he? 16. 16 okay yeah uh, so i would not have um an issue recommending the poly to a pro so i think that's that's fine um there's there's no yeah. indication of um of um you know arm problems shoulder pain no. or so then it's no. fine um only okay. only for for those let's say have not uh, well or yeah, people that don't have um, uh, a good physical condition, they, they tend to have feel some pain in the arm. I would strongly recommend not to use uh, monofilaments or, or polyester strings. Um, I would then rather recommend to switch to a hybrid or um, a pure yes. multifilament or synthetic gut. But um, yeah, how you describe your your son? I think the Polytour Pro is a is a good fit. Yeah. I, I, the, the funny thing is, is we are getting to a stage, and he is at an age now. Um, he plays near, you know, most days actually, and uh, he's getting to that stage where he's gone from a kid that hits softly to, you know, somebody who's hitting quite powerfully now. And what I've realized that's just happened in the last four or five months is that I'm changing. He's snapping strings every every week. And uh, I'm like, this is costing me a fortune. So um, I've, um, I've I've actually managed to find, but I'm not sure. I mean, he's, he's still in between. He's still using the Yonex, but I've managed to find a Gamma Poly Z, which is very cheap. But I sometimes, I somehow find it, I've used it myself, 
an extremely soft string, but very nice. I don't know what's your, um, if you know anything about that. Um, if you, what, what do you think? Yeah, I haven't played that particular string myself. Um, so in general, I would say um, if you are if you are looking for um, a string that saves you money, um, it means it you should not only look at um, how long it will last on the record of your son, yeah. um, but also how consistently it plays. So that means. Um, it, it should not, let's say, lose its um, its characteristics after uh, one week, mm. because then uh, your son will not enjoy, even although it's um, it's not snapping, uh, will not enjoy um, uh, the second week of it. Um, so um, it really it, it's a trade-off yeah, um, that you have to yeah. think about um, yeah. tension maintenance um, and also um, the consistency of of, of playability. Um, if you if you're looking for a more durable string, and um, if if you say okay, let's keep the rhythm of restringing every week, um, but you're looking for uh, some more affordable uh, alternatives, um, yeah, then also I think mm. I think um, it's it's worth looking at the um, reviews of the strings uh, yeah. on, on forum.net. So um, you can find comparable. Uh, strings. Sometimes yeah. people also submit um, with their review uh, the name of comparable strings. So yeah. um, you see... Well, well, yeah. I, that's sort of exactly what, what I did because um, I find it to play extremely similar. So he's still breaking them, uh, but obviously it's a cheaper string. So, you know, it's, it's helping us on that point of view. Yeah. But um, just on another thing... Um, yeah, uh, just talking about players, I don't know if you've ever had uh, information or come into contact with them. I'm, I'm talking about like professional players or even club players. Um, have you got any interesting stories about people with their string setup? Or do you know any professional player that plays with a really, really strange or unique string setup? In, in terms of professional players, uh, I know that there are um, a few that, um, string at very odd tensions so okay. um, either very high or really ridiculously low um, but yeah it's it's again it's it's quite individual I, I think from from a club player perspective um, I had one club mate um, uh, a couple of let's say well, it must be 15 years ago or so um, he he was a chronic string breaker so okay. um so he was really um desperate to to get something durable he was hitting very hard with a lot of, lot of spin and he was breaking strings like every other day so um so i it, it was a sort of a challenge for me um mm. uh, to find him uh the best um solution and because he was really a strong, a strong guy, yeah? uh, big, okay. big and strong, um, I did not have uh, any uh, objections to to put him uh, a combination of a, a polyester and a Kevlar string. So, okay. so the, 
you know Kevlar is um, is one of the yeah. most rigid um, yeah. filaments that you can you, that you have out there, and it's also it's it's rare. Um, it was more abundant um, back then um, mm. because it has one big dif uh, di um, uh, disadvantage. Uh, it's it's um, it's it's really hurting uh, your yes. arm. So yes. so yeah. Um, yeah. I did not put um, a pure um, string bed of Kevlar, but um, a hybrid, and and that was the only uh, solution uh, for him to at least survive um, a couple of more hours <laughs> on okay. uh, on his strings. So um, okay. yeah, that's that's maybe one fun story. But um, you you have that quite frequently. I mean um, that people are breaking strings like hell, and uh, I'm I'm not saying that for everyone uh, everyone yes. should use Kevlar. Uh, I would yeah. really not recommend that. But you have to really be careful. And if if you if you have the the right type of player for it, um, it's fine. Mm. And um, just one last thing as well. Um, I hear this story often. Uh, I just want to hear what you, you think about it, but it's interesting, I think. Um, in tennis, in history, there's been, you know, a lot of things that have, uh, from an um, equipment point of view, changed the way tennis is played. Um, you know, of the obvious one is going from the wooden racket to, um, to, to, to a graphite and so on. Um, but... One of the most, probably still today, uh, we can feel its effect is um, uh, when Gustavo Cuerten, the Brazilian player, the Guga, as he's known, he was one of the first big players, professional, who strung his racket using uh, polyesters, uh, Luxilong uh, polyester. And many people attribute that to being a moment where tennis changed because suddenly he was one of the first who could stay back and just play super aggressively with a ton of spin, take huge swings at the ball and it would land in. And they say, you know, that sort of was the beginning of the end of serve and volley. And that's, it could even you could look at it as a positive or a negative thing, but you know probably that that string made the style of tennis change, and what we see today is a result of that. What what do you think of that? Do you agree with that? I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, it's um, it has changed um, the the game or yeah the way how how um, how the tennis um, has evolved actually. Um, Guga was definitely one of the first um, using using a polyester monofilament, um, and then yeah, most of the clay court players actually um, switched. Yeah? So so from say South America, the the Spanish um, mm. Spanish players, they um, they also um, yeah saw the advantages of using uh, polyester strings and. Um, it was it was okay um, for them because they had uh, the physical condition. Uh, in the end, um, the whole market uh, shifted, and also in the recreational space. Uh, from my perspective, yeah. too many uh, too many players um, adopted uh, uh, that um, change too. So they also switched to 
playing polis um, uh, also because mm. it's uh, it was uh, affordable but um, but also because of the the, the pros um, yeah uh, celebrating that so um, yeah. definitely it, it's changed the game uh, um, a bit also the rackets also also the physical condition of the pros in general has has still evolved over time they are they are more professional a big impact. Uh, yeah, um, um, they are really um, practicing uh, in the gym uh, more than than ever. So um, that also has yeah. an impact on on the game. And then if you if you are able to to hit that hard, uh, it means you need some strings that um, that are uh, giving you back the control on the ball that you need. So in the end, yes. um, yeah. I think. Um, people that hit hard, um, um, they they need to use that type of string. Uh, otherwise, uh, they wouldn't be able to control the ball. So, um, oh, yes. yeah, and yeah. that's that's the that's hand in hand uh, evolution, so to say. No, great, Oof. very interesting. Um... Also, just talking about that, there's a discussion about the tennis format. Um, I don't want to go into it too much, but it, it's something that's popped up with this whole virus and everybody stopping playing and, uh, you know, should they change it, make it quicker? And, you know, you've got all these exhibitions going on, etc. What What are your thoughts on that? Do you, do you find that ch teenagers, children, are they still interested in tennis in Germany? Do they play it? Do they also watch it on TV? What, do you think tennis must change a little bit, or are you happy with the way it is? Yeah, the, I think the the first um, uh, problem that we need to solve is how to how to get um, kids motivated to play play tennis. It's not that straightforward. If you if you change the game, I think it's one it's one aspect but the other aspect is that they need um idols yeah they need they need to really um mm. uh, players from their country who um who, who are stars uh, who are in the news who are featured on tv um the entire mm. tv coverage has has declined um so it, it, there's a lot of aspects to that, um, and once you get um, you get kids um, uh, to play tennis because they want to be like the, their idols, um, then okay. I think it doesn't matter how uh, the tennis rules are um, and, and how the game is, is played. Of course, it's it's um, it's dependent on the coaches, on the trainers who um, mm. who. Um, Let's say convey that tennis is fun, yeah, and and um, yeah, and that's very important. So I was I was I was lucky to have um, to have coaches uh, in, in my in my uh, early days of tennis where I really where it was fun to hit, um, and and, okay. and 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 then the the rest is um, just yeah staying staying motivated and then maybe um, entering the. Uh, competitions um, for for those characters who are really eager to to win matches and so on. Um, but in the in okay. the early days, it's very important to uh, is fun, and I think yeah, um, for, I, it it's not necessarily um, 
uh, only due to the fact that tennis matches are taking a long time. They are they are maybe boring to watch yeah, for for mm. for kids because because um, um, after 15 minutes um, there's not, not even uh, a set being won. Yeah, so yeah, uh, it, yeah. I, I can see the point. Um, actually, yeah. there was a there was a um, development um, where they um, shortened um, the, the the sets yeah, from 21 points to yeah. 11. Um, something like this, I, I think, would uh, would have also a, a positive impact on on tennis um, when it's to featured make it on shorter. TV. Okay, exactly to have more yeah. uh, more things happening in a in a shorter time. Shorter I think time. that that would be beneficial. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, uh, great. Uh, Jens, um, look, I'll uh, go and move to the second part. I don't want to keep you all day here. The second part of my uh, this uh, chat with you is more personal, but you can keep it. You can say what you want. Keep it short. Um, you can elaborate, but it's just I'm going to fire you a whole lot of questions on tennis, um, and you can say what you want. Um, obviously, I'd like to speak to you a lot longer about strings. Uh, maybe we could actually do another um, se uh, chat another time. But um, if you're sure. happy, I'm just going to fire you these questions now. Okay. Uh, what, what is your first memory of tennis? Very first one. Um, collecting the balls uh, when my uh, daddy was playing. Okay. So... Who influenced you? When did you get started? Was it your your parents? Yes, definitely my my father. Um, okay. um, I, I I used to, um, yeah, help a bit when I was not playing, and then I, I really wanted um, to start playing too. And and, okay. and one of the the best birthday presents I ever got was my first tennis racket. It was a, a cheap one, but uh, nevertheless, I didn't I didn't mind. It was. It was great to be able to start. Do you currently still play, or um, how often? If you do, yeah, it, it's 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 um, my 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 time on the court has gotten rarer and rarer. Uh, I think due to mainly the yeah business reasons, uh, job uh, reasons, but um, um, which yeah. made me actually um, make. Uh, intermediate let's say tennis break um since last year i switched to to table tennis actually um okay just because it's uh, it has better time and independence of of weather and so on but i'm also sure yeah. that i will start uh, playing tennis uh, again very soon um because um yeah it's um it's it's still the the main factor of tennis um which is um just also um uh, made me switch to tennis back then from table tennis um was the fact that you do it outside and um that's okay. something yeah yeah uh, that, that weighs a lot it appeals to you and if uh, you have to define what type of player you are how, how would you describe yourself um yeah, I would say I would say um, aggressive uh, baseliner with a tendency to approach the net. So not serve and volley. Uh, I'm six foot four, 
so one meter ninety four. Oh. Um, okay. Very yeah. Cool. So okay. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm more of the of the aggressive player style, but okay. let's say not extreme spin, um, one handed backhand. Um, uh, yeah, that's how okay. I would describe myself. Did you have a tennis idol growing up? Definitely, uh, I have to say Boris Becker. Um, I I grew up uh, when, um, or well, actually, yeah. so I, I remember watching TV when he first uh, won Wimbledon, um, and yeah, I think he was the one who um, made me uh, play tennis. Okay, and currently, if you have to pick one of the big three, Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, do you have a preference? Federer, definitely. Federer. Um, any other player that really excites you right now? Well, I'm I'm following um, uh, Alex uh, Alexander Zverev uh, closely. Zverev. Um, yeah. As German, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, it's. Um, uh, it's it's nice to have another uh, German player uh, who can compete, let's say at least in the in the top ten level, and yeah. he's still young. And uh, I, I love I love uh, the young guys. Um, also, uh, Pass um, is is a really great player and really nice to yeah. watch uh, watch him play. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, best match you have ever seen. Can be on a level, pro or even. Who? Um, oh, there are so many um, Grand Slam matches that I recall. I think I, I won't forget. Um, I don't know where it was actually when when Pete Sampras um, played. I don't actually remember who. Maybe Agassi, um, where where Pete hmm. Sampras uh, had to vomit on the court. Do you remember? Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was when his uh, he found out his coach uh, had passed away. That was something. I mean, yeah, I think something else. Yeah. Um, but that also yeah, that also historical match. But but um, no, I, I'm, mm. I think I think it was. Um, uh, oh no, it was something else. Yeah, another match. Yeah, different yeah, yeah, match. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, yeah, so yeah. so yeah, I remember that one. Um, but yeah, there there were also uh, in the early days. Um, uh, a lot of mm. Boris Becker matches that really were uh, on the Still. edge, <laughs> where um, yeah. Yeah, it was just fascinating to watch. Which is the best tournament in the world for you? The best tournament? Um, well, I from from what I'm hearing, um, or your favorite, your favorite, yeah, my yeah. my favorite. So it definitely would be one of the Grand Slams, that's for sure. Um, if I mm -hmm. had to pick one, um, it's not it's not Wimbledon. Um, I I would pick Australian Open. Okay, yeah, very nice. Do you have a favorite surface? Is it clay or a hard court or? Yeah, I mostly play on on clay. That's the most common surface. Um, okay. Yeah, hard court. I would say it's it's it would not be my favorite. Um, I, I I like playing on hard court, but not for a long time. It's not it's not that um, healthy to your 
joints joints <laughs> yeah and so on <laughs> yeah so yeah um, um, so so clay court yeah. i would say clay court is the is the favorite one uh do you have a tennis shoe that you would uh, that you have had and is your you would pick it out as the best tennis shoe you ever had um <laughs> um no I, I, I would not, not really be able to to pick one um uh, definitely uh, i've had shoes that were let's say um no keepers like um shoes that were way too stiff um mm. but i i'm i'm not that caring too much about shoes if if it fits and Shit. if it's light enough it's fine okay uh this one's a nice one. What strings do you use and what tension? Or um, maybe you try so many that you've never had one. I don't know. <laughs> that, actually, that's true. I, I, I really, uh, I'm always trying different ones. So I'm, I'm, I don't have um, a favorite or a go-to uh, string. Uh, I, actually, sorry. Let, let me rephrase that. Which string did you play with that for you personally you just started playing and said, wow, this is amazing. Um, definitely natural gut. Um, okay. That was that was this effect that you just described. Yeah, wow, amazing. I mean, um, if you okay. haven't, if anyone hasn't uh, tried natural gut, um, if you get the opportunity, but, it, but don't use um, a cheap natural gut. So there ones. Uh, um, so I'm, I'm speaking about the, the brands like Pacific, uh, Babolat, mm. um, which um, which provide the, the high quality okay. stuff. Okay. Do you have an all-time favorite racket? Um, actually, um, no. Um, I, I also um, I, I would I would. Um, I would be able to tell which is the all-time red. Um, I, I used to play uh, Babolat um, rackets, so the the Pure Storm, uh, or the, before even the VS Control. Then I switched mm. to to head, um, okay. and I'm, I'm using head uh, speed. But uh, yeah, I, I haven't tried that many rackets, I must say. So it's it's hard to say which is my my all time favorite. And do you have a favorite court that you've played on? Some a court that you've played on that really stands out. Um, I haven't got the chance to let's say um, travel. Uh, or play tennis when when traveling and, and trying different courts. Um, so the courts that I've played on, um, there's no fa there's no famous one among them. Um, okay. So nobody would really know. But um, uh, I enjoyed um, playing on center courts uh, in 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 quotes <laughs> that that had. Um, Actually, um, how do you call that? That had seats um, around. Yeah. So uh, maybe okay. one or two times I had the possibility um, to play a match uh, in that occasion. And of course, that's... Um, that's just playing mm. next. 
And um, is there a tennis club that uh, you've been to that just you think was amazing? Um, that I've been a member of? No, no, that you've maybe even just played once or visited can be anywhere. Um, an amazing, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the tournament um, that is carried out in Halle in Germany, which is on, yes. on the lawn court. Yeah. Um, that's a really nice place. Um, also, I think for the players um, from the location, um, the hotel is on basically okay. on the area um, where the players reside. So, um, yeah, I think I would I would name that one. Okay. Yeah, that looks like a nice tournament, a nice club. Um, this is a funny one. Uh, if you have to book a restaurant and you can invite any free players you want, can be male, female, professional players of any time, also you can pick, which restaurant would you book and which players would you invite to join you? <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, okay. So a uh, type of restaurant... Um... I would pick um, I'll pick a Greek restaurant. Okay. And I would invite um, Andre Agassi. Okay. Um, I would invite um, definitely Roger Federer. Um, okay. I would invite Tommy Haas. Okay. Well, that's free. And <laughs> that's exactly yeah okay that's fine okay well, uh, did you, did you, well let's say you can invite one extra person that evening what you were saying <laughs> <laughs> then uh alexander Zverev. oh okay all right okay and uh any particular are you a big fan of greek food yes um definitely like uh, like greek food yeah okay right is there uh, okay um yeah, I think uh, I, I think I've got more, but I think that that's enough. Uh, I'll, last two quick ones. Do, would would you say do you, that tennis? Would you would you describe it as probably one of the most difficult sports in the world? Oh, yeah, it, it is quite demanding. Um, I think there are a lot more difficult sports like you know, that have more demand on your uh, um, agility or how do you say, um, like, um, like, thing, uh, how, or mm -hmm. even, yeah, physically more demanding. Um, but the, the combination in tennis is, um, is quite interesting um, of, of, yeah, let's say that the physical aspect, but also the, that the strategy, uh, the strategical aspect um, mm. Plus the, let's say um, the, the 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 let's say the capability of being focused um, over a long yeah. period of time, relatively long period of time. I think that combination is um, makes tennis definitely one of the most demanding sports. Yeah. Okay. Uh, super tiebreak. It's ten uh, questions. You have to complete your perfect all-time player, male or female. Um, so serve, who would you pick for serve? 
Um, Ivo Karlovich. Okay. Return. Henry Agassi. Forehand. Um, Federer. Uh, backhand. Richard Gasquet. Okay, nice one. Volley. Um, Stefan Edberg. Okay, he's he's the number one there for many. Uh, drop shot. Um, hmm. Haven't seen that. Um, yeah, appearing a lot of times recently. I would say. Yeah. Um. Oh, why not? Um. Uh. My name, memory. Oh yeah, I, I would pick. I would pick uh, Nick Kyrgios for that. Oh, okay, that's a good one. Yeah, uh, movement. Jens. Hey, now you're back. I... Yeah, you were. We were. Oh, about, sorry. Um, yeah, uh, I was saying move, movement. Um, movement on the court. I would say um, Diego Schwarzman. Okay. Mentality. Um, Rafa Nadal. Yeah, everyone. That's the one that has never changed. Uh, style. <laughs> <laughs> this one's style, a bit... Uh, style. Yes. Um, it's, style is... Um, is um, Roger Federer. Okay. And personality. Just somebody whose personality you think is the best on court. Um so 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 the, the, the best from my point or the most interesting yeah. one? Well well um, um, yeah, the, the the well both really, you know, like what combination of who's got the best personality on court, the one that appeals to you the most. Um, there I would pick uh, Novak Djokovic. Okay. Okay, very last thing, Jens. Uh, I really enjoyed this interview and this chat with you. And I end it with a strange question, but uh, you can make what you want of it. Ask yourself a question, a tennis-related question. Ask yourself a question and answer it. Okay, let me think. Um, yeah. Um, it would definitely have to be something around the equipment. Um, so the the question would be: uh, What materials will we use in tennis strings in fifty years from now? Okay, that's a nice one. And my answer would be yeah. uh, the same <laughs> because because <laughs> if you imagine <laughs> if you imagine <laughs> that um, um, you know typically one thing is um, hindering. Uh, why we are not using different materials, which is um, the, the cost 
uh, in, in development. So mm. I, I think I could also say in 50 years, definitely there's, let's say, you, you, you're growing tennis strings in the lab with biological methods. Yeah, to mimic okay. uh, natural gut. Yeah, uh, yes. it could be, but yeah. no, I, I don't think that's realistic because um, because it would be um, way too expensive. And if I if I consider that players um, are also well required to be able to afford tennis strings, uh, it means um, the yeah. materials will, will not will not change uh, significantly the next. Um, um, decades, okay. but um, yeah, that's that's my that's my view. Mm. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, we've gone way past one hour. Uh, I really, really appreciate your time. Um, I think there's a lot more to talk about, especially if you're into, like I am, strings and technology rackets and so forth. Um, yeah, thanks for being on the podcast on the show. It was great talking to you, and um, yeah, if you ever come to Cape Town, bring your rackets, and uh, maybe uh, we'll, uh, we'll you can give me some advice on the strings. Perfect. Thanks. I would really love to do that. Um, thanks for inviting me. It was really a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Thank Jens. You. And yeah, and and also everybody who's interested, please visit your. Um, his website, um, stringforum.net, and there is also the German version. I mean, uh, as I said, it's um, it's a fantastic uh, uh, a pool of, of information for, for strings, rackets, and string machines. So, so thanks again, Jens. Uh, have a nice day. Thanks. You too. Bye, Luca. Okay. Ciao, ciao. Oh, you know, man, oh, you know, man, oh, you know, man.